0: Bristol, UK. I'm Tommy Harmer. I'm Melissa Shemam, and this is the Quarantine. Coming up in the show, we have a roundup of creative ideas from all over the world.
1: And this week, we hear all about the huge rise of popularity of pilgrimages since the start of the pandemic.
0: Welcome back. Hello, Melissa. Hello. Let's get into the interview. Now, during the pandemic, large numbers of people have been getting out into our parks and green spaces, many, many more than before. And research has shown we're also paying a lot more attention to nature than we did before COVID-19 started. And one of the things that has caught people's attention has been pilgrimages. So to find out more, I caught up on Zoom with Dawn Champion, who is the project leader in charge of the old way an ancient pilgrimage from Southampton to Canterbury. Here she is.
2: Well, the old way is a a recreated pilgrimage route that runs from Southampton to Canterbury. It's about 250 miles long and it picks up a series of waypoints that uh, were identified on the Goth map. It's this 14th century map, which is described as Britain's oldest road map, but it's a a bit of a misnomer, really, because it's not a map in terms of we would think of it in terms of uh, actually kind of geographically outlining the route. It's more about marking the distances between significant places. And the British Pilgrimage Trust identified that this route is probably much older than some of the more traditional pilgrimage routes to Canterbury. And as it sort of follows the geology along the the sort of the south coast, it probably would have been used significantly where people would have been coming across from the continent to make the pilgrimage to to Canterbury to visit the Shrine of St. Thomas. So what we're doing with the project now is we're not trying to recreate this historically accurate pilgrimage journey. It's about kind of using this basis of of a tradition. And building on that to create a set of new practices and a, and a new route, which makes the most of this fantastic heritage that we've, that we've got in the country. And allowing people, regardless of uh, whether they have any faith or no faith, you know, whatever their, their particular flavour of spirituality might be, to engage with pilgrimage and, and benefit from sort of the holistic wellbeing you can get from it as a practice.
0: Can you tell us the history of pilgrimage? Where does it all begin?
2: I don't think anybody can really say where it definitely begins. I mean, certainly what you, you would find in Britain, there's this network of well-worn tracks that would have been created by, uh, by migrating animals. You get the first hunter-gatherers would have been following those. And it, it's sort of in the Neolithic landscape is where you kind of start to see human intervention in terms of the creation of these pathways so one of our our most well-known Neolithic landscapes is Wiltshire of course and there you have you have the causeway around Avebury which is a a processional way essentially it's a pilgrimage route for all intents and purposes and you know it's, it's highly likely that wherever you find these significant Neolithic monuments there would have been some kind of processional way leading to them And virtually every single faith around the world has got its own version of of pilgrimage. So whichever country you want to look at, whichever culture you want to look at, you'll find it there. And so it's manifested itself in very different ways in this country through the millennia. So many people are aware that the first Christian churches were built in places that were already spiritually significant, you know, as as holy wells or ancient trees and things like that. So again, these, these paths that connect The Christian spiritual places together are much, much older than that. And I I think there's something intrinsic in our nature that requires these kinds of journeys. And Once you've done one, you get a real longing in you to, to go out and make more.
0: Many surveys over the last year have shown a huge increase in the numbers of people walking. Have you seen that reflected in the amount of people making pilgrimages?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. As a charity, our, our friends base is, is growing significantly. We've, we've seen many more people accessing the free guidance on our website around how to make a pilgrimage. We offered a guide last year that was essentially based around how to turn your, your daily lockdown walk that we were all allowed to go out for, how to turn that into a into a mini pilgrimage. And that was that's one of the most successful things that we put out. And I, I think with that the situation that we've had with covid and with lockdown people find themselves in a situation where they are looking for healing and not not just physical healing but you know mental healing as well And pilgrimage is a a practice which brings in a lot of other aspects that people are talking about. So we know about the the benefits of physical exercise. We know about the benefits of connecting with nature and mindfulness practices and all these kinds of things. They're all wrapped up very neatly in pilgrimage as a a single practice, you know, kind of setting your mind in in the right place and and setting
0: outside your front door. Dawn, I did a search today and I put in the word pilgrimages and this is what I got. I got 10 incredible pilgrimages to make in your lifetime, top 10 historic pilgrimages, the 10 best pilgrimages for modern travellers, 13 most unforgettable pilgrimages around the world, 10 best modern pilgrimages. So that was the first (laughs) five. And so I wondered if companies are now beginning to make money out of pilgrimage. And if so, what do you feel about that?
2: I think... um... It certainly feels like pilgrimage is an idea whose, whose time has come. And certainly we've, we've been finding a lot of press interest in pilgrimage over, over the last few months or so. I think different people will access pilgrimage in, in different ways. It is, and it's not necessarily a bad thing that you have commercial companies offering access to pilgrimage in that way, If, if that's if that's the easiest way uh, people find to, to do it as long as the, the quality of the experience is there. I think one of the things which is absolutely crucial for me and the Old Way project is to make sure that you don't need a lot of money to do it. If you're making a long journey, you can break the Old Way down into, into, into much smaller sections if you want to. To do the whole thing in one go will take you two to three weeks. And I certainly couldn't afford to do a two to three-week journey where I was spending every single night in a, in a BNB in a hotel so being able to make sure that everybody can access this remarkable experience by ensuring that there is low cost accommodation
0: oh, i was going to ask you about accommodation dawn because you talk about the sanctuary project on your website tell me more about that
2: sanctuary it's an amazing idea so and it and it's, it works in both directions as well so it's a very simple concept for the old way, the route is divided up into sort of day-long sections. So then sort of between four miles for a half day, between eight and ten miles for, for a whole day. And our intention is to have a sanctuary location for every single day-long section along the route. So it should be possible to make your way from Southampton to Canterbury, staying in a sanctuary location the, the whole way. Certainly, spending a night in a heritage building such as a church... As the as the light levels change, you know, hearing, you know, the the evening bird song kind of fade away and the sense of silence you get in those buildings when you're the only one there. It is, you know, I'm getting goosebumps now just thinking about it. It's, It's a remarkable experience and something which I think everybody should should try once. The flip side of it is, is that every single community along the route will have a church. And every single community will typically have something like a village hall or a cricket pavilion or or some kind of community building. And they pretty much always are looking for for fundraising opportunities and for for sources of income to help keep these facilities going for the community. So it's a match made in heaven. You've, You've got pilgrims coming through that are looking for low cost accommodation and they don't mind if it's basic. And you've got communities then that can make these facilities available to people that will then be benefiting from that that
0: income stream, and helping to kind of keep those resources going for the whole community. Yes, it brings in funds, but also life. I would have thought different people, different ideas, different backgrounds. This must be one of the benefits to communities along the way. Mm. Would you say when someone's on foot, it's easy to kind of stop and have a have a chat and kind of
2: exchange a few words with someone. It's a, I mean it's generally considered a polite thing to do as well. And I think we we've, we've got so used to having this wariness of strangers in our communities when you don't see a familiar face a uh, lot of people can can feel wary of that and it's that the shared experiences that that pilgrims can bring I think can do a lot in terms of social
0: cohesion. Now for someone setting out for the very first time what kinds of things might they like to think about? It's very very simple all you need to do is think of a destination
2: it can be any, any destination that for you is a, is a significant place. It shouldn't be a circular walk. It should be somewhere that, that takes you away from home and your, your pilgrimage leads you away and at your furthest point away from home, that's where your pilgrimage ends. The next thing that you need is an intention and it can be something very basic and mundane. It might be to you know find an answer to a question within yourself. It might be just to try and relax your mind. It may be to think about an issue that you have or just to find a a particular connection with with the landscape. It can be be anything that you want. And then as you walk, you don't have to do anything deliberate. You will find that the act of walking itself and the idea that you are carrying this intention with you will switch off those parts of your brain that are normally like, oh, you know, what's my shopping list or what have I got to do here? and Oh, I must give so-and-so a call. All of those things will, will drop away. And you will find your mind kind of relaxing into
0: a very different place. Tell me about the guided pilgrimages you do.
2: Yeah, I would strongly recommend um, that that people come along on a guided pilgrimage because all of the effort about researching the route and, and learning about how to make pilgrimages, that's all taken away for you. You just, you just turn up and uh, you'll be led by an expert guide who can make sure that those pilgrimages are, are tailored for each individual group. So... Each one is a, is a completely unique experience and you'll be able to encounter old buildings in new ways and learn all these kinds of different practices. So you'll have a, a, a menu of different things that you might want to take away for your own
0: pilgrimages in the future. Thanks so much, Dawn, for talking to me today. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. That was Dawn Champion from the British Pilgrimage Trust. And now it's time for our roundup. What do we got, Melissa?
1: Here in Bristol, our current case rate uh, is now 30 new COVID-19 cases per 100,000 population. This is slightly over uh, than the previous seven days, but still much lower than the England average, which is 21 cases. There also have been 59 positive cases in Bristol in the last week, and for now there's Almost half of the population that is eligible for vaccination has received one or even two doses of the vaccine.
0: Also in Bristol, there's a new installation in the city centre called Love Songs to the City. This is all about enticing shoppers back into the centre by using lyrics from famous love songs. It's an effort to celebrate Bristol's reputation as a musical city so you can see songs from Elton John, Madness, Bob Marley, Luther Vandross in 20 different sites and you'll see lyrics like I want to know what love is, you're the one that I want. What's your favourite Melissa?
1: Well it's always hard for me to have one favourite but at the moment I would just say Very unsurprisingly, um, one of my favourite love songs is Protection by Massive Attack, that is sung by the marvellous Tracy Thorne from Everything But The Girl from 1994. It's a very empowering female song about not being desperate from losing a lover, but just building a very equal relationship. I really love it. It's wonderful. Fantastic. Anyway. Good news in the rest of the country as well. Pomi, I really wanted to mention a new travel agency that is like trying to respond to our time by trying to help us to get around without flying. This has, okay. of course, been one of the main themes, you know, of this past year, right? Uh, cutting flying has been so good for air pollution, so what can we do? They are called Byway and they have a sustainable motivation. That's according to their founder, uh, Kate. Oh, Kat, I think we say you are right. Kat Jones. Kat decided to quit her steady job. Yes, in the middle of the pandemic, it's launched this agency um, last year in November. So about six months ago. Midway through our very tough second lockdown. Um, there are lots of people who are pet prepared and primed to do this sort of travel and just need someone to make it easy for them, she said. And this is um, the idea is to change the way we travel while making the sector more sustainable post-COVID. So Byway offers tailored and off the peg itineraries that are flight free, so mostly by train. Most of them for now are in the UK, with a few trips around um, Europe coming in the summer. And uh, this will obviously depends on travel restriction. But post-pandemics, they have more plans to offer trips further afield.
0: I've been thinking about this, and I think one of the delights of travelling by train is you go a lot more slowly, don't you? So, so the the journey becomes
1: part of the holiday. I've always been obsessed by trains, and I've done a lot of night trains, you know, being a European, I've been to Berlin, by train to Venezia in Italy, by train Milan bologna night train mostly and yes exactly like you feel the country traveling with you you feel the time as a distance and i don't know about you but i i I do lots of things when i'm on a train right you go from city to city and i work i read i you know it's finding it very practical and you can meet
0: people and chat to people i really i've really missed that as part of this last year chatting to strangers
1: And also, a great point, avoiding airports that have become Mm. so dreadful with restriction on liquids and this and that. So, yeah, definitely up for that.
0: Now, a year on from the Kindness Awards, did we know about them, Melissa? Clowns Without Borders UK has had to work remotely this last year in Mozambique. So they came up with new ideas, including trust workshops, playing with children and menstrual health education for women who could no longer access community centers and clinics and for whom
1: menstrual health is a big taboo in the country worth looking into well in the rest of the world far far away there's a major conservation operation uh, getting ahead it's happening across the galapagos islands uh, in the middle of the pacific to restore the wildlife in this archipelago, but also in other islands in the area, all around the Latin American continent. It's mostly led by a wildlife veterinarian and island restoration specialist in partnership with Rewild, an organization founded this year by a group of renowned conservation scientists. This pledge is uh, 43 million of dollars and it will fund Galapagos projects, including efforts to, for instance, restore the uh, Flora near Island, home to 54 threatened species, plans also to reintroduce 13 locally extinct species, including some mockingbird.
3: To ensure the people of the Galapagos thrive with the wild. To protect hammerhead sharks and 3,000 other marine species. To rewild the wonder of the Galapagos from ridge to reef. This is just the beginning. Join the movement.
1: Oh, and actually, um, the American actor Leonardo DiCaprio is lending his social media account to help this project. It's maybe why it's got so much money and so much power. Go and check it out on its Instagram, but also on the YouTube channel for Rewild. Anyway, moving on to the last one. So the last one,
0: we really slow down. This is an organisation called The Slow Ways. It's a new initiative to digitally map thousands of footpaths that crisscross the country. And it's designed to inspire and encourage us to walk more instead of driving. COVID has meant that many more volunteers have become involved. So in fact, 10 times before COVID, they had 70 volunteers covering the entire UK, finding paths that will get us from place to place. And now they have 700 of us doing it. So it's really easy to get involved. You go to the Slow Ways website and have a look at your own area and see what you
1: think is missing. And now for a track. Yes, let's have a song to finish off. This one is by a lovely singer from the United States of America. Her name is India Carney. The song is called Human, and she said about it something that really caught my attention. She said, I wrote this alone in my apartment mid-2020 when, just as we thought things couldn't get worse, race relations in America took centre stage. She said, I have always been amazed at the lack of empathy and decency people continue to spread in a world where I like to believe most of us strive to be good. Nevertheless, racism and bigotry live and breathe around the globe and I wrote this song in the hope of reminding everyone that we are all human, plain and simple. Beautiful message and and lovely music.
3: trouble I've seen I know my word should be enough just to lay down to be blind like I'm invisible you know I'm here
1: I was human by India Carney. Wonderful.
0: quarantine this week we'll be back next time with a new cocktail of
1: ideas music and positive news for you all in the meantime we'd really love to hear from you so don't hesitate to get hold of us by for instance emailing us at the quarantine at gmail.com and you can find us on facebook twitter instagram and youtube indeed this episode was hosted by me melissa shaman
0: and produced and hosted by me pomi harmer
1: Thank you very much as well to Seb Gutierrez for allowing us to use his wonderful music, his track Hot Flu from the Old ones Collective for opening section. Thanks for listening and stay safe.